0: Hello, good evening, uh, or good morning, whenever you're listening to this, or good afternoon. Uh, it's TMB, Thursday Night Babble, uh, myself and Steve tonight, Phil and Steve. Hello, Steve, how are you, sir? Good, Phil, how are you? Yeah, I'm good. Um, it's been a couple of weeks since I've done one of these, because obviously <clears throat> I was uh, preoccupied with the northwest and doing stuff in it, um, but I obviously was listening, and everyone was nice, and gentle to me for a couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. Me and Patrick, I thought I'd get a bit of digging about Liverpool, but... I don't really think you can dig Liverpool yet because they're still in the hunt for everything. And um, it's—I was thinking about this on the way back from uh, my. I was were seeing my dad earlier. I was thinking about this tonight. Like, th- this season has just been like, regardless of what happens now, we have two games left: one where we can win the league, and one where we can be champions of Europe. <laughs> uh, and it's weird, like, if it if neither of them happen the fan base and the club are still going to have a big let off at the end of the season because like fuck it they've won two cups and
1: yeah, you say that right you say that right but if you don't win the league and you don't win the Champions League I don't know I think there's I don't think it's going to be as rosy as as Liverpool fans are saying it will be I think they'll be genuinely disappointed if you don't Oh, win you, have you have to be, to be.
0: Dis- you, do- you have to be disappointed you have to be disappointed in my opinion you have to be disappointed to win the quadruple now Mm. Uh, you have a chance to do it and when liverpool do it uh, next saturday night and you join the french foreign legion <laughs> and liverpool have become the only team to do it and the first as you well know was the most important thing to do yeah. be it first um <clears throat> then yes they'll be able to enjoy it and thing but if they don't there'll be disappointment but you'll also i i only speak for myself i look back in the season and be like wow that was mental. That was insane, and I'll be looking forward to going again. Do you know what I mean? Get straight back in the next season, um, which is just very what, hard after, for, yeah. uh, after years very of
1: very hard for a piece something like this though. Oh god, I don't,
0: I don't think next year I would expect Liverpool to be challenging again for everything, but to get through and win, no, not a chance. But uh, one one good thing and as well that came out today we always talk about on here about well i certainly do anyway and i know you's helped raise it about how liverpool have treated their women's (coughs) team in the past Mm. there is going to be a repeat parade on the 29th i think 29th or 30th of uh may through liverpool city center to parade the two already won cups and then the women's team are going to parade their first division title at the front of the buses as well which is brilliant like that should be happening it's a brilliant thing what for once they seem to have got something right with the women's game, on the Liverpool side. And hopefully, this is the first of many. And they do start to take it right and do treat it right. And hopefully, soon they'll be celebrating a women's Super League title and be able to do a, an open bus tour on their own hmm. through the city. And um, they won't, they won't, ha- won't be with the men or none of that. They'll do it on their own and the right, right. But um, yeah, we as a Liberty fan, we have a week of a lot of possibilities. Hmm. Uh, I use all know I've been saying it for ages anyway because I'm an agent. I still think it's all going to happen. <laughs> and I sent Steve <clears throat> a French Foreign Legion application form <laughs> yesterday <laughs> just to get him ready. But on the football, um, yeah, the M- Man City, I just, I'm thinking with this too, Steve. I keep going back to it. The Marais, it's now two misses by Marais. It's a penalty miss, and it's that miss against Liverpool at the Etihad. Are they going to come back and bite them in the hole on Sunday?
1: Not the way Aston Villa are playing this evening, it's not. Um, no. If Villa play like this, it'll be 6 or 7 for City. Um, yeah. It's a tough one. Like When they got the penalty... On, on Sunday. I like I didn't even watch it because I was like, oh right, that's Grand City that have that wrapped up. That's we, we don't need to worry about Liverpool quadruple anymore. <laughs> I'm delighted with life I can go into the last Sunday of the season. Quite relaxed. And then of course it went the way it did. Um I keep saying it like there's this feeling of of uh, I hate saying it but there's this feeling of destiny about Liverpool. Um this year it's that it's like I said to you about the year United won the treble. Like, I hate to be that fan that keeps talking about the past, but it's the only, it is literally the only thing we can benchmark this Liverpool season against is is that United treble season. And, you know, everyone talks about the substitutions in the Champions League final, but they don't talk about the penalty saves Michael made in the FA Cup semi final and, things, yeah. you know, all these little things that, like, if you were to write them in a script, Someone would say, Well, why are you making a movie about an FA Cup semi final? But, like, um, they also wouldn't believe any of these things uh, could happen. And it feels that little bit way with Liverpool. Like, it feels like they're running on about 30% at the moment in terms of fitness. And yet, grinding out, grinding out, <laughs> grinding out results. Um, and it's a funny one because he did the right thing the other night against Southampton. Like he rested the right players and he, he made the right calls. And even the one call, me and you probably were both surprised by the Minamino over Origi call. Like he he got right because Minamino scored. So um, it just all feels a bit. Feels a bit like it's inevitable that Liverpool are going to win this weekend, as much as I hate to say it. By the way, we—I don't know. This is probably not going up as a video call, but for whatever way the camera is working, it looks like my room behind me is fake. It looks like I'm on a yeah. game, you know what I mean? but I yeah. promise it is—it is—it is my actual room. Um, that's absolutely beside the point. But yes, yeah, so yeah, I do. Like, if you were to ask me right now, would I be stunned if Liverpool were the type, the? Winners of Premier League come Sunday night. Like, absolutely not, because it just feels like it's heading that way. It really does. There's no football yeah. sense to it. There's no common sense. <clears throat> to it. There's nothing but manifest destiny that this is going. It's, to It's
0: it's um like we're both well, probably more. I'm more of a romantic than you. You'd agree. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Uh, I don't mean in. I mean, I mean in sports, like um, but. <clears throat> but also, in, I. Like, life <laughs> yeah and, and i would like look at it like i keep saying the three the thing of threes so this is the third time Liverpool have chased Man City to the last day of the season and the first two times they won it they got over the line Liverpool didn't Um then there's Aston Villa obviously are managed by Stephen Gerrard and they also have two ex Liverpool players in Danny Ings, and more importantly, who was there in 2014, Felipe Coutinho. And you both just line it up and think
1: by Gerard tonight. What, both of whom rested by Gerard tonight?
0: <laughs> I know, I know, I know. Um, and you, I know, I know, <laughs> Stephen, I know, and you, you just sort of think like it couldn't, like and and sport in general. People, I always, I don't. I wouldn't judge anyone for not liking sport, but I always think, like, how is there not a sport out there for everyone? Because sport does this and sport throws these storylines up. Like, the storyline on Sunday night at Liverpool win it, is going to be that Stephen Gerrard has won, helped win the Liverpool a title. That's, that's a, a lot of narrative is going to be by journalism, yeah. by social media, by whatever. And if Aston Villa win or draw and Liverpool win, that's what's going to happen. And what a storyline <laughs> like that's just insane. And this is the Barclays, the Barclays loves and an insane. And also as well, not only that, they could win the league on Sunday and everyone could get relegated.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's a dream day for you.
0: <laughs> like it, that's like a uh, Dennis Law when he relegated, you know, we he helped relegate obviously Manchester United at that time. Like yeah. football throws up these insane storylines. Like the Arsenal still one of 89. Michael Thomas, do you know, putting Liverpool to bed. Aguero, yeah. you know, United's tribal, Um United in Barcelona that year, <laughs> like dead and buried, Uh two goals in one of yeah, two and, played, and a half minutes. Completely yeah. outplayed, like no, two goals. Said. Yeah, two goals in two and a half minutes. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, and we talk. About There's other sports too, obviously, as well. Like the NFL's the the most insane one for it. The NFL is just insane for it. constant storylines, constant moments, and um, yeah, I'm I'm really looking forward to. It. I, I if it doesn't happen, yes, disappointment. But so per- I, I, I'm, uh, personally, for me, like I feel like this Liverpool side, this one particular from this season, I've sort of needed because you'll know like what's been going on for me, obviously, and um, and I've needed them to be like constantly, nah. We're not giving up, blah blah. I know people think that's stupid stupid for listen to this, but I have. um Like, I think they've only, they've only in the league. They've only dropped points because of drew with city, so it didn't really kind of drop points. They only dropped points to Spurs since January. Like they want the rest of their games, which like that shouldn't be the real. That shouldn't be the deal for trying to win a league title. You shouldn't have to constantly have to keep doing this. It should be you know, like, I'm not to disrespect it, like because. Years ago, teams could have lost four or five games and still counted away with a league title. Like it, that's the way it should be. Yeah. But um, it's it's insane, and obviously, as you said, the Premier League this tonight. There's games, the relegation battles on the line tonight. Burnley are one nil up at Aston Villa. Everton are two nil down at two home one, to Palace. Two one did Everton get to go back? Two one yeah, then. There's a, a fight, and I'd say I heard Goodison on the radio. It sounded unbelievable before kickoff. Um, so they're still in the hip. there's so much storyline. There's uh, is known tonight. Arsenal's week, like right. holy ghost. <laughs> they had a week um where the tables flipped and Spurs and I on the driving seat uh on Sunday. We of should course, talk
1: we should talk about Arsenal though very briefly. I know Maud's we, not
0: on defend We will we will I'm gonna lead into it now because Arteta could relegate Everton <laughs> on Sunday. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. when he was, when he left Everton, he got dog's abuse. He can honestly hurled at him because he left and, and joined Arsenal. And now he goes back to Arsenal. He's manager. He has to win on Sunday. And if he does win, the likely outcome is, depending on results tonight, obviously, the likely outcome is that Everton are relegated. But Arsenal, oh, boys are there. They had it. I know you'll obviously go in more than I would because I'm not evil like you. But I know Paddy. Anyone that doesn't isn't privy to our WhatsApp, great Paddy. This is no chill. Um, but uh, in my opinion, and it's just as if Arsenal had that in their hands, and they have blown it. I think I I do. I'm not in, a, in an ignorant way, and not not to get any, any annoyance of anyone any Arsenal fans. I think they've they've messed that up. It'll still be on the out, on the bright side a good season for them. But it could have been a great season for them. They could have made the leap. Now. Mm-hmm. And there has been comparisons to when clubs, end of clubs for first season where we were beat by Seville, Sevilla in Basel and didn't have any European football in and then obviously in the Champions League the year after finally year after, won it the year after such and such. I And I can see that too with this young Arsenal side. But I think getting in this year getting over this year when they weren't fancied it still might happen, but I just don't think it will. Would have been humongous for them, Steve.
1: Oh, it would have been massive. Like, I think it would have been it, it, because there, you always want to go ahead of schedule. Um, yeah. I think that's always a really, really good sign of a team that's that's on the right way. But like, I'm just literally brought up an article here from the 28th of February, and it's Arsenal have put together bat to one of three consecutive victories to seize the initiative in the top four race as their Premier League rivals Flounder. The Gunners edged out Wolves and Thursday night, having defeated Sam Vona two weeks earlier, blah, blah, blah. A glance at the table suggests Arteta's side should secure Champions League for qualification as they are just two points off 4th place Manchester United with three games in hand. So on the 28th of February, Arsenal had, were two points off the top four with nine points to play for. And they've, like it's a tale of two seasons for Arsenal, right? Because obviously they started the season horrifically, what was it, nine goals in their first three games they conceded at scoring mm. none. They're ending the season really, really, really badly as well. They should have drawn with Leeds. They should have drawn with West Ham. They deservedly lost to Spurs. They deservedly lost to Newcastle. Like...
0: It looks like they've run out of steam.
1: It does, and which is mad because like, they seem like they had that run in, was it April, where like, they, they they didn't win a... They bet Chelsea, sorry, they bet Chelsea 4-2 at the end of April. But I think they lost to Southampton and Brighton and Crystal Palace. Like, they go on these mad runs of losing to teams they've absolutely no business losing to. And that's ultimately what cost them this season. Like, they've beaten Chelsea. did like, uh, like, very convincingly beaten Chelsea. And I know a lot of Chelsea's focus was on the FA Cup final and stuff like that. They've comfortably beat united. They've had really good results against like teams that they really might might not be like, like but then they've lost to Arsenal. like they've lost to Southampton. they've struggled and struggled and struggled what like they've it's just it must be incredibly frustrating to be an Arsenal fan because at least with Manchester United, you can identify where the problems are. It's everywhere. there's a root and branch like change needed to win the club with arsenal it's like is arteta good are the players good but if they're good why do we have these anomalies like like i know i know johnny like says that like the penalty changed the game and stuff like that uh, against first Spurs. Spurs we're far better than arsenal that night newcastle yeah. were um, like and I don't want to be giving Newcastle praise, but Newcastle were miles ahead of Arsenal the other night. And in a game, Arsenal knew they had to win to really keep the top four race alive. Um, it just strikes me as infuriating um, to be an Arsenal fan and not like not be able to put your finger on what it is that makes them good, what it is that makes them turn around. You know the results like they started the season with, and the results at the end of the season with. Um, but that said. I would much rather be in Arsenal's position as a manager, our Artela's position as a manager, if he can keep that squad together for next year. Because I do think they were a year ahead of schedule. Um, yep. Do Will Arsenal get a Champions League place if Liverpool win the Champions League? Or is that the following year? The following year. or No, it's 2024, is it? That that's coming 24.
0: in. Yeah, yeah.
1: So... Um, but like, I don't think Thursday Night Football is the worst thing that could happen to Arsenal, you know? Um, no,
0: I, I, th- I think they could go into the Europa League and win the Europa League and that would be yeah. massive boost. Yeah. Massive boost for them. I, the, and it's not a bad thing that they're going f- it, to... It'll be bad because it'll be Spurs, and because yeah. of what they that, have in their hands. That's the
1: only reason it's bad, though. Like, if that was Man United ahead of them or that was West Ham ahead of them, I don't think it would annoy Arsenal fans as much as the fact it's Spurs. Yeah, I know that's that's fair enough. Like if it was Everton above Liverpool or you know Liverpool above United, like yeah, I feel United. the same. Like you know, yeah. so um yeah, so I, I I get it, but like I I'm almost at the position where like Europa League football is of absolutely no interest to me. I did that last year. I don't particularly want to go through that experience again.
0: Well, you're about um,
1: to. Uh, well, there's there's still a chance they can get the Conference League, isn't there? <laughs> yes, there is, like, yeah. Yeah, I would, I'd actually, do you know what? I would much rather they played in the Conference League because it's a chance to win a trophy that someone else hasn't won, so...
0: Yeah, fair enough. And it's, it's in Belfast.
1: Like, I'd imagine it's a, a great opportunity to throw out a load of, like, 18, 19-year-olds and a couple of the more senior players towards the end of their career. Like, treat it as, like, a, ch- a chance to try new things, try new formations, try new like. approaches. <clears throat> That's yeah. that's what you might as well use. For. You're not like you're definitely not attracting any players to the club because you're in the Europa Conference League. No. So no. I think you might as well um, try do something with it. But like like and I, like I hope Johnny doesn't think that we're we're going in too hard on um Arsenal on on Arsenal. But like I just think it, it, the reason they annoy me is because I expect so much more out of them. Like they've seen so many glimpses of really good play from them. That when they turn in, especially that Newcastle performance, it it's just infuriating as a fan to to see teams have that big a discrepancy between their floor and ceiling.
0: It was um, it it's probably the one the Spurs one will sting because it was a derby, but if it doesn't happen, it's probably the Newcastle one where you're just like, "Fucked it." Yeah, do you know what I mean? And, and I, like Johnny knows this. I think that Arsenal side, the core of it, the young talent coming through are. are look could be pretty special whether they can challenge because obviously financially and different things whether they can challenge man city whether they can challenge liverpool for league titles and different things we're far too far away to to even think that but you would have them next year going forward as certainly a main contender for top four and not to be an asshole but to mean it you know sometimes i felt like Maybe people were, were given Arsenal just because and Johnny would say it this himself, like they weren't good enough, just because it was Arsenal, because of the name, because they're such a massive great club. Mm. Whereas now you're actually no, they are a serious outfit. Like in, in my opinion, I said this before, they're the fourth best team in England. They're just they're just balls it up a little bit and Spurs have got in. I don't think Spurs and people laugh at this, are better than Arsenal. I know they thumped them 3 0. I get that. Spurs have two very, 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 very good forwards. But I think Arsenal are better than Spurs, but we'll see going forward next year. And look, you're you're the great your greatest manager of all time had that famous line, lads, it's Spurs. You never know.
1: Yeah, you no, honestly, know that's game. I tweeted that the other night, like Spurs fans were celebrating as if they'd never seen Spurs play a game before. Um I, I I would say I disagree with you slightly that right now Arsenal are better than Spurs. I actually do think Spurs are better than Arsenal. But I think right at this moment, both are better than Chelsea. I mean, Chelsea are very lucky they put the points on the board earlier on this season. Mm. Um it's just been such a ha- and I know there's all I know there's complicating factors with Chelsea with the sale of the club and all of that stuff. But like it feels just like feels like everyone within the, the club has just given up on the football side of things. Um but I think an encouraging sign for Chelsea that we saw last year and we're seeing this year is that they play Liverpool very, very well. Yes. If they can get the other games in the season to that level, Chelsea are a title force again next year, I think. Um, but they. The way Tuchel, Tuchel though, the, way
0: Tuchel, well. the way Tuchel was talking, though, is almost as if he doesn't think they can. Do you know the way he was yeah. talking afterwards was. Um, like, and, and that's, Chelsea have. I'm glad Liverpool are playing Chelsea in the Champions League final. Put that way, yeah. I still think Liverpool will would win, but you know, it'll be such a dog fight. And like Chelsea have two finals gone to penalties, <laughs> both games in the league draws, um, and a large spells in both league games. Chelsea were better better side. Um, but there's this is the second year in a row now that Chelsea have tailed off. Massively in the league, Liverpool finished third last year. Liverpool finished above them Hmm. somehow. Like you would just automatically think Liverpool sneaked in fourth and got through because what was going on? Liverpool finished above them, they tailed off. Now, last year had a massive cherry on top of it because they became European champions and they were amazing that night. Gante especially uh, in Porto against Man City. But that the worry for me would be that, as I just pointed out there. This the second year in a row and I think Brenton might agree, uh, well I'll, you'll know if I'm on the next pod of Black eye he hasn't agreed um, <laughs> that yet again it's gone to shite in the league the last couple of months and it's hard to pinpoint where it, there have obviously been injuries that have crept in, yes, but then Christensen, Rudiger has uh, uh, definitely left Aspilicueta and Alonso are now not sure what's going to happen there they're going to have yeah. no defence and they're best, they're all their best their other best centre half and possibly the best performing English centre half Tamori <laughs> is playing for SC Milan yeah so the inform centre half the inform English centre half is playing for SC Milan and is about to win a Scudetto and then even better first career is about to be teammates with so it's like I, I don't know what Chelsea... I, I don't, and Rory Smith said it from the Times today. I think it, next season it'll be Liverpool and Man City again, and it might be another, depending on what, who, who does what in the transfer market and whose manager were. I I don't think it'll be Chelsea. I don't. I just... There's something... Mm. The whole issue with, with what's going on with buying the club and the fact that for the second season running, they run just ran out of steam. Just, and players leaving, it just feels like... I feel it could be going into a bit of a sore patch yeah for a year or two and then they'll come back out of it
1: it feels like they are losing like such a spine in their team as well and mm. um, but look that's that's football people are always going to try and take advantage um of clubs who show any sign of weakness um and i think that's what we're seeing with chelsea but tuchel tuchel's a funny one because like He's obviously had a lot, like, obviously with the club this year, his personal life and stuff like that. He's a lot going on. And he does seem, and no one would blame him for this, but he, I don't know, I felt in the Premier League, especially, he's, like, almost distracted. Like, it's it's like his heart's not in it. And, again, I don't want to be reading body language, I'm not an expert in that, but, like, the results speak for themselves. It's that tail-off at the end of the season, again, once the league title went out of possibility, Like, it's just almost like, well, well, of course we're going to qualify for Europe. Like, you know, so what does it actually matter about anything else? Which is fine. Like, they're comfortably, like, getting Champions League football next year. But I don't know, kind of, it did seem to affect them in the Champions League, especially. Um, They weren't able to, like, pick that level back up again. And maybe that's something he needs to look at in terms of his own managerial style. But I I still think he's a phenomenal manager. Like, don't get me wrong. Yeah, I think he's, like he's easily for me he's top two managers in the Premier League um I wouldn't have Pep in there I'd have him and him him and Klopp as my top two coaches in the in the league um which Manchester City fans will probably go with how can you say that and it's like well you know the evidence is there from their success in the Champions League against Europe's best teams so um and I just think it, the the way he, especially has countered Liverpool's strengths, shows there's a there's a there's a real talent there in terms of coaching. Yeah,
0: I I would agree. I I think I think he's unbelievable. I think he's he is the most important person that Chelsea keep when when if when what the takeover happens, it they have whatever Tuchel asks, they help him. They get it around him. Should he. Get rid of whoever else, bring whoever else in. Should they go through a year where it's a bit shitty and it's a real scrap and a dogfight to get back in the Champions, Champions League and different things, stick with it because, uh, I think he's very special. Thomas Tuchel, he's always proven that he won the Champions League and they were amazing that year and defensively they were unbelievable and different things and um, yeah, it's it's just weird like the way Chelsea have gone. But Brendan says all him to the Chaos Club. They they live in chaos. You know what I mean. So um, they'll be. They'll be back. They'll be in with a, sh- a, a shout. Yeah, like year. I mean, it's very, think it'll very. Be the
1: same way. It's very early to be calling it, but I do think it is. It's Liverpool and and City. I think for
0: an, for another year at least, anyway. Liverpool's. And I would have said right, for
1: example, City got Ireland, and I think that will make a difference. That those De Bruyne and Silva ball balls in. <clears> Will
0: actually
1: have yeah. a try on the end of them
0: names. So. And, and like De Bruyne is unreal and, and he's bound to play well in the big game soon, you would think? You would think um, so, yeah. He obviously A but. Yeah, uh, no, <laughs> De Bruyne is a special player. Um, and, and, and then with well, the rest of the league, the sort of everyone's just, I think a lot of teams are already on the beach. And just with your own team, Steve, mm. mind, obviously. Ten Hags here now. So he's going to be at Palace on Sunday. Yeah. Um, He's not messing about he's he's gone he's here I, just for you is there an exci- are you excited are you have you no. had seven seven eight years of just pure utter shite and you just <laughs> you just can't be bothered
1: I I can you can't be excited um as a Manchester United fan at the moment you just have to <sighs> hope that he's given time hope that he's allowed put his stamp on it because that's the whole point of hiring someone like Hag is that he's allowed like take his approach and try to apply it to Manchester United. Um, my worry is that he won't be given the time to do that. Um and it'll be another Moyes situation, it'll be another Solskjaer situation, it be another like for all the slagging we did of Oregon and or Solskjaer, <laughs> Manchester United finished second last year. Manchester United finished comfortably second last year, five points clear of Liverpool in third place. They had, like, 12 more points than they currently have in, in in the league. And, yeah, the football wasn't great, but he got he did get results, um, which you have to give him credit for. And if Ten Hag can even start with getting the results back and United are competitive towards this end of the season, I was saying to you, I was saying it to that, uh, the group, the WhatsApp group, like, there's been something kind of refreshing this year of having no interest at the end of the season. After <laughs> How rugby, plans are cleanser. Huh? A politic yeah. yeah, but like last year there was a Europa, a Europa League final. There was, you know, the league <laughs> only really petered out like in the last five or six games. There was something to be interested in. And know you know, that hasn't always been the case, but this is the first time United have been pretty much out of everything for months now. Um and it's it's been a little bit strange because there have definitely been times where I've forgotten they had a game, like, and that's the first time in thirty years that that's happened.
0: Um, like me in the mid nineties,
1: yeah. Like at the same time, it's like I wanted to succeed. I want to be interested again. I want to care again. I've just seen so much shite for so long that it's really really hard to get excited and what'll happen is if leeds stay up they'll play leeds the first game of the season again beat them 7-0 or something and then i'll lose the run of myself for a few weeks and then i'll come crashing back in third um but it'll be really interesting like signing wise what they do because like they they made the splash last summer you know i didn't agree with the ronaldo signing but that was you know that was the big move they wanted the Sancho move, like who's who's this year's, you know, knight in white, shining armour for, for Man United to come in and save the day again. Has to start at the back, we know that. Um, I think if they shore it up defensively, like, I'm just trying to just have a quick look here to remind myself how many can, goals. Can I just,
0: in? can I chuck something in here? Yeah. It, on United at the back. Hughes had a look last year at Kanate as well and didn't pull the pin on it. You know, yeah. And I know he's I he has he's surprised everyone how good Ibu Canate has been. But we were talking about this the other day the friend is like, and he's United Man, was like Hughes played them twice last year. And I know one in the game, I think you know five, one or something at home, but he was actually he was actually good at centre half at times. Yeah. And didn't think um, hang on here. I, I, I find some. I'm, not, I'm only using that as an example. You said a the half. There's been other instances. Timori going yeah. to Milan. We, you think like you, one of the things United have to change is the going for the name. That has to stop. We've said this so many times. It has to be going. The, the, whoever's doing the scout, and I know they've changed things. And things are going to change. Whoever's been doing that has to. This sounds so silly because it's probably what they're doing anyway. And they've just been unlocking in transfer windows, and other people maybe just been a wee bit better at the minute, but. They have to. They have to start looking better at what the what the players because it is just it 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 has been a force, hasn't it, Steve? It's just been it uh, maybe, it. maybe maybe Ten Hag would be the one. That would be like I have two or three players here at Ajax that are going to be just what we need. Leave it to me, and maybe that'll be the thing.
1: I think there's two things. So there was a really good Athletic article about the coaching. And how the coaching ha- under Ragnar has completely departed from what anyone expected to be, and you know, under Carrick with Michael Carrick and the other coaches that were there, um, things were a lot more structured and a lot more people felt like they were getting a lot more out with the training sessions. I think the other thing, so it'll depend on the coaches he brings in, and I know like they're in pretty, pretty advanced talks with his assistant friend to come in, and Steve McCarron is the other one, and people laugh at the McCarron one, but, like... McLaren's a good out, coach. He, and he was the assistant manager when United won the treble. Like, he knows what he's doing. He he's was he on the on-field coach. Yeah. Like, he was the on-field coach at that time. He knew what he was doing. He was dealing with, like, lots of egos, and he kept them all in check. So I don't think that's the worst thing in the world, just because he does his stupid accent every now and again. Like, I I get, and the, the umbrella thing, I get why he's a, a figure of fun, but I also think it's, I think he would be decent in terms of, he's been there, he's done that, he's got the trophy cabinet that players can respect, that maybe Ten Hag doesn't. Um and then the other thing i think is the scouting um i think you've nailed it there they went after names so many players like we were turning almost turning into arsenal united where in terms of the players that they missed out on um compared to the players that they ended up signing and it's one of those things where like you you talk to like Manchester United fans who've been around for years, and like they're they're really good at identifying like promising young players, like I mean like underage players, but they've really really struggled to to get like that established talent. Like even look at Fernandez, who I still think gets a hard kind of time because he's still like what's this stat? Like he's sixty nine or sixty seven, like goal um so either assists or goals in 81 appearances it's not like he's shite like he's involved in goals quite a lot but he's there's no doubt he's like from the eye test he's gone off the pace. but like that's like when was the last time united signed a player like like diaz who's made an instant impact he's made that kind of whoa how did any how did everyone else miss on this guy um and that's where they need to sort out as well and like the temptation is going to be for for them to look back to holland and netherlands or x ix players and that's not necessarily the worst thing excuse me the worst thing in the world um when you consider like how good that ix like development system is mm-hmm. but again like i feel bad that we've wasted 10 minutes time talking about a team that could very well not finish in the top four again next season because of all the things he has to change um But
0: they'll be one of the stories this season, or no whatever.
1: Yeah, and like someone, someone, some idiot to, to garner headlines is going to tip them to win the title next year. And I don't mean on this podcast; I mean in the UK press or whatever. And we're all going to laugh about it. And they'll finish fifth next year. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so. it, I, I think it's it, it's a, I think it's a phase for United. It's a stage where they can United fans. We just can't be positive. I, I I, genuinely do think that now. I know me and you both thought Rania coming in was going to be the tonic that United yep. needed. He might still be when he goes upstairs. I think he's found uh, playing staff that are just fed up. Yep. Uh, playing staff that are burnt out that people need to go on and leave Manchester United because they they just need something fresh and new in their life to reinvent themselves and to, and they, they get back to playing good football I'm talking about Paul Pogba specifically like he's gonna yeah. go to someone else and we're hopefully gonna see the Paul Pogba that we've seen so many times for France the, the Paul Pogba that literally when he wants to be looks 10 foot tall on a pitch he looks like an unbelievable magnificent monster of a football player that has the touch of like a ballerina but he there's times where he did you just you look i look at paul pop and I, I still say this and people laugh me. i look up and i think that's a ballon d'Or winner like that yeah. is a, that is a very special human being but they just have things haven't gone well at man united um, and they've killed off which happens and i think when he moves on there's other players as well have to probably move on players maybe need Certain responsibilities took off them because you can see the weight of the world is on their shoulders.
1: Yeah.
0: It's just been a season where it's just been all. It's, it, you, I, I know it. I know the feeling. Where you want it over, it. done, dust on, start again. And you're starting again with a new manager, so it's a new slate. And it'll be really interesting. I, Whatever he does in the summer with my United and whatever he can get going with them, um, there's enough talent in that squad. And he can obviously add to it that. They won't challenge for a league title next year, or be surprised if they do, but they'll challenge for top four, certainly. Um, and if they're in the Europa League, uh, United Arsenal final will be nice <laughs> um, in the Europa League. Or if they're in the Conference League, a United final will be nice in the Conference League. Fans over here. I think, before we finish up, because I know Steve has uh, prior other appointments to get to, everyone have actually equalised now, folks. Just that. We're yeah. Carson, who's been... Um, the man of the battle, really, for them. Like he's, he's really dug in in the last four or five games. Um, I think that's five goals in four games or four goals in five or something like that. So it currently stands as we're going to finish the show here at half nine on Thursday night. Everton on 37 points, Burnley on 35 points and Leeds on 35 points. But obviously Leeds in the bottom three due to uh, goal difference. However, Everton have Arsenal away, <laughs> Leeds have Brentford away and burnley are at home in newcastle with everton only needed if a draw the night they only need another point and they're safe and um, so if they win tonight they're safe and obviously then they'll be up to between burnley and leeds so it's going down to the last day anyway regardless of what everton do tonight there'll be two teams chomping it out for the last thing and um, which is, in a cruel, sick way, is what you want. As a fan of one of those teams, you yeah. want something at either end of the table to be going. Um, if things stay the way they
1: are, like if things stay absolutely the way they are, you'd expect Burnley are the ones going down. Um, you could see Leeds getting a point.
0: The only thing I say with Leeds is... Brentford Olin one. True. Uh, so that is going to be... Again, storylines. <laughs> that That's going to yeah. be very tasty. What happens there? And Everton's took the lead. Everton have took the lead. Um, I don't know who scored. It's flashed up my phone that Everton have took the lead. That is unreal real for the Toffees. Yeah. Like they were 2 0 down at half time. Um, I would say could... out
1: being completely outplayed as well. Yeah. Bro.
0: So Everton looks like Everton are gonna be safe. So the whole it could be a, a humongous party across the whole city of liverpool for the next 10 days the city could get wrecked and um, but yeah that's <laughs> unreal to come back from two 0 down for a header, calvert lane gets his goal finally outrages. Um, and but yes that'll do us on tnb we'll be back on maybe monday or tuesday of next week to do our end of season show wrap up what happened in the Premier League and also talk about moments, players of the season, young players of the season, disappointments of the season, all that jazz. You saw it across our social media and thanks very much for everyone getting involved. We'll chat about all that um, and hopefully we'll have some very special storylines to talk about from the weekends. Football, Steve, thank you very much. I shall yep. chat to you in probably about two minutes anyway. What's WhatsApp group? But I'll Hopefully see you. I'm just
1: time. going to the
0: French Foreign Legion by the next time we talk. No, so. I, I'm looking forward to, to Steve our vlogging his <laughs> French Foreign Legion escapades. Folks, thanks for uh, listening. Catch us across social media Football Battle Pod. Get us on Instagram and Twitter and also at patreon.com forward slash uh football babble and you'll find us there as well if you want to get involved it's only one pound a month 12 pound a year it's nothing helps us keep going and and we will have a summer of hopefully guests if i can book them and then also record them (laughs) Uh, we have guests on pods as well which helps as well too so folks good luck enjoy the rest of the football enjoy this weekend if your team's still involved and we'll see you again soon
1: are out